out to get a job, not gonna rob a bank, not gonna win the lottery. Welcome back to Shots Fired. My name is Jacob Shots. It's Tuesday, January 10th, 2017, and I still don't have a real job. But I do. <gasps> oh my god. Oh, I'm, I didn't see you there. That's a lie. You literally knew I was right here. We just recorded a different <laughs> podcast. What the heck is wrong with you? I am joined today by my friend and Album Club 500 co-host, 27, yep. wh- whom does have a real job. Yeah, but it's okay. There's no rules. Just right. 27 has our tweeted feed for today because she sponsored opalnebula.com on Patreon. And by giving five bucks, I now have to say a 140 character or less message that she's composed for me. Before I read this, I'd like to say I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt. Well, I didn't know that about you. Now, what's the what's the tweeted feet? I hate you is the tweeted feet. <laughs> I don't remember writing that, but okay. <coughs> I'll believe you. I guess my money went to good use. Yeah, I projected that for you, so uh, you're welcome. What do you mean? You just, this is already, you just said some weird thing before reading the tweetered feet. This is already the clowninest episode that I've ever had for Shots Fired. And I'm really impressed because we do keep it PG-13, and I think that kind of qualifies... <laughs> Oh, at any rate, while I have you here, games are good, and you were just at MAGFest, weren't you? I was, and MAGFest has a lot of games that are good, but the goodest one, Darren and I both agreed that there's a lot of good games on there. Um, The one that we had the most fun with and spent the most time on by far, like, we must have spent, like, the total of, like, 15 hours on it oh my God. over the weekend. It's called Volleygon by Death by Audio Arcades. They, they published it. and So it's a, it's a competitive, like, abstract sports game, kind of, right? Yeah, so the name Volleygon, it's a portmanteau of volleyball and polygon because it's literally volleyball, uh, but you play as various shapes. There's also a gravity-shifting mechanic that's really cool. And if you've ever played the Flash game Slime Volleyball, which is a game I used to play all the time back in school, and it was super fun. It's a great way to waste time, which it's basically just literally your two little half-circle little slime guys, and you bounce the ball back and forth, and you try to score, like, in volleyball. But yeah, um, the difference being there's a back wall. Volleyball doesn't have a wall, but you can do sick bank shots. But So Volleygon <laughs> is that same concept, and it, in fact, the dev uh, was actually inspired by it, which I was amazed to find out because it was the first thing I thought, and I didn't know anyone else played that game, <laughs> but uh, it, which is awesome. And it's it's basically that, but more fleshed out. See, there's a gravity shift mechanic where every now and then the ball switches to going up to the ceiling, and if it, it's if it hits the ceiling, the opponent can score a point. But it does have to bounce twice, which is neat. Yeah, there's there's several different shapes you can play as. There's circle, triangle, square, rectangle, star, trapezoid. I might have forgot one, but basically there's a lot of different play styles because of these shapes. And it's really interesting. They all have their own like ways they can hit the ball. And there's doubles. So you can play right. two on two, which is the real meat of the game for us when we played back there. Like singles are really fun, but the real like fun, like deep elements come from the doubles. And we played in a tournament which was really sick. Like, we had the best match ever. Like, it, it was the first round because the, the entries weren't randomized, but it was 
super sweet and like we got all the way up to 10 points each and it's first to 11 wins and there's a deuce system where you have to get advantage and then get another point in order to win and we kept trading advantage like six times and it lasted so oh my it was, god it was so hype we had so much fun there it's one of those games that's so simple and abstracted but it's so deep at the same time i love those kinds of games i talked about onitama I yeah. think, last week which is another one of those abstract games but this the one that you're describing is a lot more action it, it's an action game there's reflexes involved and yeah. skill and um, and and like, teamwork. Right, the teamwork, teamwork awesome. and the, the thing that you talked to me a lot about was the, the character select and the combination of characters for doubles. Mm-hmm. So you played a ton of doubles with Darren. Yeah. And because you've got two different shapes and the combination of those shapes can give you different positions that you take more often than not. Yeah, we would synergize with these and we practiced so much for the tournament too. Like we, we had this plan that we like figured out that we could do and we executed it during the tournament and the dev thought this was sick which i was really (laughs) proud of because basically i used my knowledge of real volleyball by watching anime (laughs) to figure out how to do this so basically um i had darren be the setter he played the rectangle and i would be the hitter i would try to either spike it down or hit it off the wall or something as the circle i played circle so i would have him catch the ball and like hold it there's no way to really hold it but i'd have him like you know stabilize it jump up with it and launch it into the air as i would fly over and hit it to the other side and it was wow and the dev was like i'd never seen like planned out maneuvers like that it's like <laughs> yeah like the, you can make playbooks for this game yeah like, yeah that's really cool because as someone who loves playing games and as someone who's also worked on making games and has talked to a bunch of different people who have made games it's always really satisfying when somebody takes the tool set that you've given them and finds a way to build something entirely new yeah yeah and i i just love like abstracted sports into like a competitive game like heads up on the fact checks which i've played so much with my friends hmm. uh, that's like a weird 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 example there's other ones <laughs> um the, the same publish publisher has a arcade game called football forever which ah. i didn't get the chance to play but it looks awesome because it's like abstracted footy you know soccer oh, yeah. which is what heads up is on the vec checks so yeah that's volleygon it's hype yeah, sounds great, and I definitely look forward to picking it up in some form or another, because I know that I'm going to get dragged into some sort of doubles tournament with you guys, <laughs> one way or another. I would hope so. And if you want to go look up Volleygon and see for yourself, you can go to deathbyaudioarcade.com. They mm-hmm. have some highlights of the game, they have information about when the game is coming out and where it's going to be available, and it looks super sweet, so definitely go check them out. Next up, we have worked together to pick your Magic Card art for today. Your Magic Card art for today is... An absolute mess, and I love it. It's Ambiguity by Stephen Daniel. We picked this card because we were looking through the unhinged and unglued sets, which are basically my the bulk of my magic experience. Yes. Because those cards are amazing and hilarious. The unglued and unhinged sets are in what is called Silver Border. And Silver Border is, you can't play this in a tournament because it's essentially a joke. Basically, this, you just can't play it. I have talked about the holiday cards in a couple of my podcasts. The Silver Bordered sets, unglued and unhinged, are where the first idea came about of these joke cards. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them reference in-jokes in Magic's story or characters or in magic culture i guess you'd call it in jokes of games that have been played or stuff about the little minutia of playing the game so they're not always as accessible ambiguity works mostly on the strength of its art and in the convolutedness of its rules text i don't usually get into rules text on this segment but it's like a poem so we'll get into that yeah first off the art for ambiguity is I don't know where to begin, and that's really important. The art for ambiguity depicts the front of a dragon, (laughs) or uh, but it might be the back of a fish, or or like like 
an antelope? There's or... a horn going off somewhere. There's magic that's streaming from uh, this thing's nostril and going into its eye. I kind of see like a like a like a fawn of or like an antelope of some sort or like. All right, check I'm... this out. We're looking at the image right now. If you look at the picture for ambiguity upside down, oh my god, there's, there's a, a man's face, face with I... the eye of this creature being the mouth of this dude's face. I literally didn't see it. That's so cool. Did you notice that just now? Yep, because oh. I was looking at it sideways. Oh That's my ridiculous. God. It's a dude's face, and it looks like some kind of creature. This art is not <laughs> poorly constructed, and no. that's the most important part of this piece. There are a lot of definite features. There are a lot of definite textures. There are a lot of overlaying effects that have a layer of this sort of dreamlike illusion man's face on top of the more solid weird clamshell conch shell body yeah like it looks like a creature like like some kind of dragon like mutated antelope but it looks like something different from every single angle that you look at it yeah it's like they overlaid like several images of different things but i don't not sure if that's even what they did because there's clearly drawn art here yeah like it's really cool and this is an extremely complex piece to put together for a joke (laughs) And it's actually really pretty in a way. Like the colors work oh, it's super gorgeous. well. It has a like a purple and green color scheme with a blue background, and those are obviously complementary colors and ones that I'm very fond of. And yeah. it's, it looks like smoky and arcane. I'd say. Yeah, it's definitely got a like the essence that's flowing on this image is super magical, but it's also playing with two different textures, so it's not clear exactly what kind of magic you're working with. Yeah. Like, there's some smoky texture that then fades into, like, bubbles, and the bubbles are going in, but the smoke is going out, but it all seems to be coming from the same object. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it looks to be maybe the nose of the creature, (laughs) question mark? We're just hazarding guesses all over this. And I, knowing how magic cards are usually put together, they do playtesting, and they do the rules text of a card first. They have that right. designed. They test it out. Now, for joke sets, I don't know how closely this is held up, but I'm willing to bet that it's roughly on the same time frame. You make the rules text. You have the card complete before you go to the stage of commissioning art for it, which means that the art for ambiguity is only coming after you have a card named ambiguity. <laughs> and there's so much work put into making this an ambiguous image. <laughs> Now, I said I was going to read the rules text. The rules text is why I think that this card was already figured out as being an ambiguous thing. Because the rules text for ambiguity is thusly. Whenever a player plays a spell that counters a spell that has been played, or a player plays a spell that comes into play with counters, that player may counter the next spell played or put an additional counter on a permanent that has already been played but not countered. (laughs) One take, baby! That's not games. That is already a work of art. That is already poetry being constructed there. I just love everything about this card. Like, so I don't know the mechanics of magic. Is this something ridiculous right here? No, that's fine. Oh. No, the the spell is... The the casting cost, the uh, type line, all of that's fine. I'm kind of disappointed they didn't make the casting cost, like... A jumbled mess of things you couldn't read. Yes, absolutely. Because you know? like, they do stuff like that on these cards. If I had sure. done that, if I if I had been in charge of this card, th- there's a couple things to play off it. One of them is that you have to actually be able to play the card in order to have the joke hit the field. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have made the casting cost something freaking ridiculous. Oh, I, I see what you mean, because if you were playing with these joke cards, you wouldn't be able to actually... <laughs> right. Or what if it was just a question mark? <laughs> Play some mana. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what I would do? What? There's a There are X spells in Magic where you... 
in the casting cost, it has the letter X instead of this number afterwards. And then okay. on the card is referenced X. So if it's like a creature, it may say, this enters with X plus one plus one counters on it. Right. So you can pour more mana into it to make it bigger. I would have put an X in the casting cost of this card without referencing X in the body of the card. <laughs> so, it so you can tell you pour what the value is. you can pour mana into this thing all that you want, but it doesn't do anything. Oh my gosh. That's I'm, I'm like just laughing just still just looking at this card like cuz I never it. Looked looks at so it, ridiculous. Looking at it upside down, I can't unsee the guy's face like you, he's screaming. You will never see it if you're looking at it like regular right side up. Yeah. You flip it upside down, it's clear as day. It's like that optical <laughs> illusion, you know, when upside down it's like an old woman and uh, right. like, upside down or the other way around it's like a beautiful young lady. It's like this is what this is on such a more ridiculous level. It's so, so good, because I think if you look at the very top of this thing's crest, you almost see, like, buildings in there, and at that point, you just give up. <laughs> you just give up. I love it, and it's so it's so wild, because at the same time, it is visually appealing. Yeah! It looks good. It's still well-composed. The fact that it is supposed to be a mess on the page plays really well into it succeeding in that respect. And at a glance, it does look pretty, like... It- pretty much does look like a weird dragon yeah then the closer you the more you look at it the less it's a thing the more you <laughs> read the image the less you know about what it is in there exactly it's wild i and can't believe that is the essence of ambiguity because the more that you read the rules text on this the <laughs> rules text is pretty ambiguous but mostly in the sense that you have no idea what it means like i play the game and i can't parse that at first glance people have because people <laughs> who play this game are nerds but I haven't bothered to because I don't I don't want to sift through that. And why do you want to? Why would you want to ruin art? Yeah, exactly. Like I'm glad that I don't know what this it's, thing is. It's ambiguity. If you solve it, then it's not. You've broken anymore. the card. That's like if they showed us all the layers and different things they put in the art. Yeah. No, you don't show that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Stephen Daniel, because so the art for ambiguity is our magic card art for today, and it is so, so good. Next up, we're going to tell you what's good online. And what's good online is an anthology that is still in the works called Ghosts on Drugs. <laughs> this is a little bit weird to get into. Normally, I talk about stuff that's good online that has been, I don't know, a finished work, let's say, or a website that's got some good work on it. This is something that I found through an aggregator of a bunch of different anthology sites, places that are taking submissions for indie writing. And that's all well and cool, and I'm definitely going to talk about that at some point. But I needed to have 27 here when I talked about Ghosts on Drugs, because this is like a thing that we can totally bond over. It's so funny. I didn't actually like read the website until just now. I'm like reading it on your monitor from (laughs) afar. Yeah. It says submission deadline, whenever God fills up. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great because... Taking an, these forever. It's no, because it's the acronym for Ghosts on Drugs. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's Geo. Oh my God! So it's whenever it's done. Yeah, deadline is whenever it's done. Which They've could taking, be forever. Yeah, like they have twenty-one stories totaling eighty-eight thousand words already, and, and they're, they're not for, done. They're clearly looking for many more. Yeah. <laughs> This would be one thing if it were just... Uh, I will say, if you go to this website, it's ghostondrugs.com, yeah, the website that it's hosted. You'd think by the design of this website that this is being done by literally nobody. <laughs> that this is by somebody who just doesn't exist, and yet has somehow created a website from the ether and manifested on this URL. 
Because the website is so sparse. It's text. It's one picture of Casper the Friendly Ghost <laughs> token it up. With bloodshot eyes. With bloodshot <laughs> eyes. And that's basically it. It's got some links, but not a whole lot. When you read further, this is being hosted, organized, and published by High Bender. Which is Hi hilarious to say Bender. out loud. <laughs> His name is High. H.Y. Bender. <laughs> but he's got links to 16 books that have been published. Oh my god. And other published work in multiple journals and other publications. <laughs> and he's working with another book developer who's got his own link to his own website, so I'm already sold. This is a real product that someone's going to be able to buy someday. <laughs> the only rule for tales that you submit to this is that is it about some form of ghost... On some form of drugs. And the way that they describe the range that they're accepting here is pretty wild. It goes from a ghost writer who's drinking away his problems to a dead ancient god who is, like, hooked on adoration and, like, getting back his power. Oh my god. These are real stories. It's just that the prompt and the theming that is tying them all together is so bonkers. <laughs> I love this. I love this silliness that is intended to bring together a bunch of different kinds of stories. And 27, I do have you here. Yeah. I've never done and weed. Yeah. Or like any no. sort of drug. Me neither. Do you, let, <laughs> let's, let's brainstorm real quick. What, what kinds of drugs do you think a ghost could get on? <laughs> okay, here's, here's my first pitch. All right. So some folks talk up in an abandoned shack. The smoke fills the shack. A spirit, what is in there, takes the, the, the vapors, the smoke that's in there, reverse smokes them, and reverse. turns them back into weed. Reverse smokes them? <laughs> Ghosts can do that? Ghosts are already like 90% smoke, right? I, I don't think so. Uh, it depends <laughs> on the, the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, which ghost lore are we pulling from here? It's not, I mean, you can't. Real life? <laughs> I don't think we know enough. Okay, we need, we need to go back to the drawing board and figure out what mechanics are we working with here. And I think mm. if I were going to write a ghost story, it would have to be from the most scientific canon imaginable, and that is, of course, the Ghostbusters. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yes. I mean, or, or even like Luigi's Mansion, where if they could be sucked up by a vacuum, like that kind of means they right. must be some kind of gaseous right. being. I'm accepting. I think, we, I think we can both agree that they're mostly smoke. But... You know, if I were to write one of these, sure. I would simplify the process and just make it Danny Phantom fanfiction. That's really good. Because <laughs> you've got teenagers that are also ghosts. Yeah, and what do teenagers love? Drugs. Drugs. Teenagers love drugs. They really do. And, <laughs> and like, Danny could be, like, smoking up with, like, the box ghost, and it turns out he's actually it's, super chill. It's the hot box ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that I got you, to inflict that on you, and that wasn't something you, you were building towards. Gosh dang, nailed it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And scene? <laughs> I don't think we're coming back Can from that. Can we top it? No, I, I, I can't. So. Oh god. Ghost on Drugs is a little slice of the internet that I love to find. It's people being brought together for a constructive purpose, and the constructive purpose is aimless nonsense yeah yeah it's not hurting anybody it's barrels of fun that's the and good. also these guys are paying out the nose oh, for yeah. accepted submissions they actually have a really good rate i looked it up i'm not gonna say what it is Just, if you're interested in submitting go and look it up it's a good rate it's at or above 
the standardized professional level for the science fiction writers of America, which is six cents per word. So you're getting some pretty good coin if they accept your story. Yeah. So uh, if you are an amateur writer of any kind and want to write a story about a ghost that is on drugs and have a very, very loose definition of that concept, oof, go for it, yes. check it out, because I am super excited to see this come to fruition. That's the good. And lastly, we have your Twitter good follow for today. Your Twitter good follow is at Ice T S V U. Ice letter T letters S V U. This one's a doozy, folks. It's really, really good. This Twitter account is another one of those bot accounts that I bring up every once in a while. The content that this is generating is, are you familiar with Ice-T's character in Law & Order SVU? Ice-T cop killer now plays a cop on TV. <laughs> you make money when you got it. Yeah. I'm not judging. I just think that's funny. It, it is pretty good. <laughs> Ice-T's character is mostly there to not understand the internet and bring up new street drugs that kids are trying out. This bot mostly works on the latter. It generates a snippet from Ice-T, or his character, who's... I don't care what his character is named, because he's Ice-T on Law, Law & Order SVU. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah, I don't... Is it Detective Finn, as per says the... Oh, it's the, right there the on name. the... It's right there on the Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> What's actually really impressive is it takes screenshots from the episodes where Ice-T's character is featured prominently, and then overlays su new subtitles of these... Garbage sentences that it constructs <laughs> that are so, so good. There's like a few different templates that yeah. like it inserts words into. Which feels really good because every, like so, just when one starts to feel a little bit stale, it comes back around. Like yeah. uh, It's called Fuzzy Paste. Kids try it at parties. Next thing they know, they're on a reality show getting paid to do stand-up about mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that joint was laced with fancy feast and margarine. Kids are calling it tool shed lollipops. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, yes. This, this is one of my favorite. Turns out that joint was laced with meth and Kool-Aid. Kids are calling it gutter corn flakes. <laughs> <laughs> the joints being laced with things are really, really strong in this one because it's usually like some kind of drug and some kind of food. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> in some sort of bizarre alternate reality where this stuff is like burnable, this could totally happen. <laughs> like this one. Turns out that joint was laced with ketamine and blueberries. Kids are calling it Gypsy Twinkle. <laughs> That's like, that could so be a real thing. <laughs> Here, you want to do one? Yeah. Toxicology says she's OD'd on some new narcotic called Biker's Nightmare. It was made from Ovaltine and Vaseline. <laughs> the rhyming gets me on that one. Yeah. It's the rhyming that, because that is completely <laughs> random and it worked out gloriously. It's called Bombay Nightmare. Kids try it at parties. Next thing they know, they're in Queens, getting paid to blog about TV executives. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this... The situations they end up in by taking these drugs. <laughs> that That's really... Every single template that the bot spits out has its own little hook. Its own little thing that's twisted around that just sails it. <laughs> that just brings it from... This is something stupid that a bot has cooked up to someone somewhere could have written this. It's very good. This is relatively new. It's only got, it hasn't even got 150 tweets on it. So go check it out because I assume that this has enough material to keep pumping these out for quite a while. I'd hope so. And they are a joy to find on your Twitter feed every so often. So go check that out at Ice T S V U on Twitter.
And, folks, that'll just about do us for today. Yeah, thanks for having me as the first guest ever on the show. Thanks for being here. This has been a barrel of fun, and I hope that I can have other guests on intermittently as well, because this has been a great experience. I was a little bit worried about adding someone else to the formula, but this has been perfect. It's been really fun. And if you'd like to hear more of Shots Fired, you can go to opalnebula.com. New episodes drop Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And if you want to keep up with me, you can find me on Twitter as at Frogger, spelled P-H-R-A-W-G-E-R. And you can find me on Twitter as at 20 Sharanla. That is the number 20 spelled out T-W-E-N-T-Y, Sharanla, S-H-A-R-A-N-L-A. Shots Fire's theme song is Aged, A-G-E-D, written by Rand Belavia and Adam English and performed by Ukla Namak. It's off the album Less Than Art, which was one of my first listens of 2016, and it's one of my favorite albums. They do great work. Go pick it up if you haven't already. Once again, thanks for listening, everybody, and I will see you on Thursday. 27 is dabbing. The end. Uh-huh.